Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, four. Just kidding. One less jam. <laughs> I really wanted to like be doing like some soulful like sax in the back of yeah. your countdown. Yeah. Well, well, give me a little then. Give me a taste. <laughs> out there welcome back to brokeback bebop the the 26th episode which means we're done we're here it's the final episode oh wait check uh, notes correction oh we actually... did a, a a fake episode that was a youtube video oh yeah we did do that didn't we that so was the episode before last <laughs> if you were like hey steven what happened in that bonus episode that we did a whole episode on i could not tell you one thing i remember the whole episode was them talking nonsense over clips from the show and yeah. then a big like fuck you to the network at the end for mm-hmm. canceling them and a promise to be back and just like that we're here to say fuck you network <laughs> even though we don't answer to one and we produce this totally on our own we're not we're not taking any of the shit that the man yeah, has fuck given you, us big pod we're, we're bringing you unadulterated hot thick this is pirate radio wasn't philip seymour hoffman in pirate radio did you yeah but i didn't watch it but did you know that in uh, other countries that that film is entitled the boat that rocked oh that is a better title it's a good title it's not bad better than pirate radio it's better than brokeback bebop we should (laughs) welcome to the the boat that beeped (laughs) Welcome to the boat that rocked everyone. Uh, today we're talking about the 25th session of Cowboy Bebop. It's the real folk blues, part one. Zach, isn't that the name of the song that plays at the end of every episode? I don't think so. The real folk blues. I don't know. Yeah, why I took it, it up. It is, and I've been wondering. But what are the real folk blues? Because I've been hearing all kinds of folk blues, but which mm-hmm. are the real folk blues? It's got something and to do with the rose and the rain. Over these two parts, we're gonna figure that out. We're talking yeah. about part one today. The real fuck blues part one this episode was storyboarded by shinichiro watanabe it was directed by ikuro sato and it was written by keiko nobumoto i noticed these last couple episodes are pretty much like the dream team of the show the the three people that most frequently fill those roles are back to do these last couple episodes this one originally aired on april 17th 1999 in japan and it originally aired on november 19th 2001 in the u.s and let's get into it. Let's do some trivia. Yeah, yesterday was 9-11. Well, by the time people are listening to this, who knows what day it is. But I like to think every day yesterday was 9-11 in my heart. <laughs> Elmo wishes it was Christmas every 
every day. I've got four questions for you, my friend. I, I wrote down three this time, okay, Zachary. Then I'll start. So why don't you go ahead and start us off? I already said I wouldn't. What's the... why don't you go ahead and start us off this week, Zach, with the questions? You've got four. I've got three. It should yeah. shake. It down makes sense to do it that way, doesn't it? Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and take it away, Zachary? What's the name of the bar? Every time I do that, how hard is it for you to not interrupt me one more time? Is it really tempting to do it one more time? You know, comedy comes in threes, Zach. So. Yeah, but we've done it so many hundreds of times. <laughs> uh, you know, what? I, the, the big <laughs> sign held up behind you by your assistant really yeah. does tell you. They're like, no fucking more. We're on a time crunch. Thanks, like, Lana. Right. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of the bar we find Jet and Spike? Ooh, I don't know that one. Is it of the, episode? the the Prickly Pete's? That's close. It's called the Loser Bar. It just says Loser <laughs> Bar, which is nice. really funny because they're kind of losers at the beginning of the episode. Um, well, I've got a question for you, Zach. That's how the game works. Whose brother comes to Spike's aid when they're at the bar attacked by what the was, Red Dragons? Is it Lynn? Was the name Lynn? Of the brother, you're correct. But you're asking for the character from this episode. No, as I said, whose brother comes to help? And it Lynn. is it's Lynn's Lynn. brother. You're correct. Lynn, His Manuel, brother, Chin. Miranda Wright. Oh, kekalo, kekalo, kekalo. Oh, uh, what oh. city does Shin tell Spike to find Julia in? Ooh, is she in uh, it's like Trasher no, Sect or something like that, it. right? Tharsis. Tharsis. I knew there was a T. Yeah, but... You were really not close. Come on. Uh, why does Faye tell Julia she is taking a break from bounty hunting? Does she give anything more specific than just, like, for personal reasons? I'm taking oh, you a got it. You hit the nail <laughs> on the head. Was that a, oh, shit, I got to write another question down moment? You know, that was, I was like, oh, how can I, you know, uh, slip one in there? Mm. Well, let me slip one right into you. Mm -hmm. Where was Alfredo supposed to meet his mother? At the goddamn curry restaurant. But his I told you to meet me at the mom, curry restaurant. She was like, nobody's going to want me. I don't <laughs> care who the fuck comes to pick when me up. When she literally has meal plans with her child. <laughs> that she she's says, mom, on. I invited you here. I like yeah. built a whole addition in my house. Will you? Yeah. <laughs> he could be fucking his co-host that's going to marry her agent. But instead, yeah. he's chasing his mom from chasing airport mom. to airport. Exactly. All right. He you got it. one more? Uh, one more. Uh, how many syndicate elders are there? Are there three? Or are there there more are than that? three of those old bastards. Part of me thought maybe there were six and there were three. Well, because there's a sides. shot in the episode where it has like three of them yeah. on one side and three on the other. But it's the same three. It was a side angle. I've got one more question for you. Mm -hmm. What color shall the turtle man's tears run? Oh, I almost asked the same question. Is it crimson? No, it isn't. <laughs> it's something to do with... Uh, do you want to try again? Burgundy. No. You want to try one more time? Uh, Do you have a guess? Scarlet! Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that counts. Does that count? They were all shades of red. The assistant behind me is holding up a sign that says no. That ah, does not damn count it. as a point. Fuck you, me. Alana! Sorry, Alana. <laughs> Little's it known, I hired Alana first. Dog scraps her. for you tonight again, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she eats after! Sorry, I've got to get up and, and let them out real quick. Lana has to use the litter box. <laughs> They will hold it until we're done. Mm. All right, so what's next? I think we did it. Bye, everybody. Uh, this well, has been for the final part time. Of the show. The Broken Back is, Bebop. Is the time of the show. It is yeah. the, the witching hour 
where Zach is going to let us know how well Zach comprehended the episode this week. That's kind of what it's called. That's kind of what the segment's called. Well, because here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. It's a matter. It's not a matter of did you. I I trust you, Zach. <laughs> yeah. I know you. You've you this is you've seen the episode at least twice now. You you've digested it. You you give it a me little. shit for not getting stuff in episodes all the time though. Well, yeah, because you've seen it four times as many as I have, Zach. Today. That's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta carry the three, Zach. Yeah. Okay. Ch- check your work. There was um, never a three. But the part of the show where I give Zach twenty seconds, yeah. to describe in painstaking mm. detail. Let's stake that pain, Daddy. What the fuck just happened? Yeah. This is a tricky one, Zach, because it is part one of a two-parter. And, and I don't be know honest, the second part yet. Yeah. It is the lighter of the two loads that are going to well, be sure. dropped on you this evening, but. You know, it's still a load nonetheless. How are yeah. you feeling? Do you feel like the load is, is one you can handle, or are you going to need some paper towels? <laughs> I'm a man. A I don't cup. use paper towels. I've got the same Brillo pad I've used since 1999, and I'm not changing <laughs> it up tonight. Uh, I don't feel bad because I feel like maybe the episode being open-ended and my recaps frequently being open-ended, it might work out this time. Who knows? All right, well, we'll see. Well, my stopwatch is set deep, to zero, 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 0.0000.00 alcohol zero, zero. beer deep. So we'll see what happens. Because last time I said, like, the right thing and then shit, fuck for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what happens. You know. <laughs> fuck, shit, bitch. Yeah, I'm Shaq West and I'm getting really rich. Uh, that's from the song Mo Bamba from Shaq West. Check it out. Shrek Hitting West. Your airwaves. <laughs> Big fans. Yeah, it's on the Kanye's ogre uh, persona. <laughs> he just he just paints himself. No, green I think and tells him I think Kanye is already his ogre persona. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell him that. Okay. Co-parenting. Okay. Uh, are you ready, Zachary? Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. On go. Yeah. As per the usual, we're not switching it up this far in. Okay. Three, two, one. Go. Vicious tried to pull off a January 6th, and he's going to be sentenced to the death because of it. And Spike is on the chopping block because of it. So Jet and Spike have to run away from the syndicate. But meanwhile, Spike is finding out that Julia is still out there and looking for him. So he has to make a decision. Does he go for her? Does he run? Meanwhile, Faye meets Julia, and they team up and do a Thelma and Louise thing. Stop! Okay, there's a lot that I could have gotten, but I feel like I got a decent amount. Like, I filled the time with stuff. You did. You were talking the whole time, but if but that there was were a, a decent amount of stuff I could have. I felt like everything I said was noteworthy. Yeah, but I could have got. I wanted to get about Julia having to deal with what Vicious has has dealt her. I liked that you and I wanted to end with, with Spike and Julia, but I didn't. I liked that you got in there some stuff about the coup because that's important. You got that Faye and Julia met, and that's. And you got that Spike was, you know, deciding whether or not to go after them. Uh, you didn't really get that, you know, Faye was kind of on her own, doing her own nope. thing before then. I didn't hear anything about Jet getting shot. Yeah, that's Pretty true. major occurrence. That's fair. Nah. Or the syndicate wanting to, you know, take down people related to Vicious, such as I feel Spike. like I kind of got that. I put, I said that it put, Spike, that Spike was on the chopping block because of what Vicious did. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna give you a, just fuck a me already. solid, just look me in the eye and like fuck me dead already. center, eighty-three out of a hundred B. Yeah, I'll take that. That that feels yeah. fair. 
That feels it, good. It I is. felt like I did all right, but I didn't do outstanding. Firm but fair. Yeah, and that's how I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, not then what do you hard, want to talk about this week? Soft. Let's talk about the episode. It's an important episode. You're right that it's the lighter one, but it is one half of the series finale. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here, a lot of things going towards their conclusion. Suddenly, even more so than last week, it feels like we're nearing the end of the story. Yeah, I think... This episode now when I when I just am gonna like you know I'm in the mood for some dramatic bebop mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm gonna watch the finale. I do always watch part one because I think that this is a really solid episode. I think the scenes I like the syndicate stuff quite a bit, especially this episode because I, I think, honestly like it more in this episode just yeah. about more than I have so far. I th- I think that as much as Vicious is a bad guy, and as much as he is quite literally Lord Farquaad in the live action. I thought Anime he had, Vicious, had some, some Steven Tyler vibes in this yeah. episode a little. Like, I fucking love Vicious. I think he's such a cool villain because the syndicate elders call him out correctly. He's an ambitious guy who wants to run this crime organization and he's willing to do whatever it takes to get there including try and kill these three guys in their sleep which he should have gotten some more thorough people because you can pretty clearly see there are not three tiny men in that (laughs) one bed that they shoot and there's like a whole staircase they could have like peeked up beforehand so you know hire better people but i think that you know to jump ahead a bit to the end of the episode i think that whole scene where he's like chained up and like he's about to be executed and then like he has a couple of the guards in his back pocket and they start like i think that scene is so badass it's so cool You're right a couple of things that makes me think first of all is that it's really interesting in a show in a world where there isn't really good and bad mm-hmm. in shows like that i feel like the villains are all the more interesting because you yeah. can see their motives and it's not like the heroes don't act just as cruelly sometimes mm-hmm. but at the same time the like look in vicious eye and like the in Vicious and vicious is that's a silly way thing to say. And vicious is the look in his eye is, is intimidating. It's just yeah. he's got an air about him. And you're right when he breaks free at the end. Yes, you want to see him get the shit kicked out of him, but not like that. He's yeah. gotta like go seek out that last vengeance before he's really taken down or before he gets away. I don't know exactly how it ends. Exactly. So it would have been disappointing for him to just be executed. I really, really, really like Jet in this episode, too. I think that he... I agree. The scene at the beginning where he's like, yeah, Spike, you were right in the beginning. We don't need those girls in our ship. Like, we're fine without him. Because he's hurt. More so than I think Spike, at least outwardly, is that, you know, people are gone. Because hmm. Jet really was starting to feel like they were a family, that he was the father figure of. Well, he as much says so in the beginning. He's yeah. like, I should have expected this. I don't know why I let myself get kind of mm-hmm. caught up in the group that we were in. I see, Spike, why you're so negative towards yeah. certain people. I do hate the moments of misogyny mm-hmm. that we see out of Spike and Jet here and throughout the show. Yeah. That's one of the few things about this series that feels a little dated. Mm-hmm. That maybe they're if if they had done the show more recently, and I guess we'll see what they do in the version where they did do the show yeah. more recently. There wouldn't be so much. Oh, you know, women always yeah. going after what they go after. Well, that and much like in real life, the misogyny is coming from a place of hurt, fear, and sadness in these men who are together at yeah. a bar. Yeah, men are like, women. I'm allowed to hate every woman. I had my feelings hurt by one. Yeah. 
They <laughs> made me sad, so they're all bad. This is a good Jet episode. I don't know the fate of all the characters in the mm-hmm. next episode, but I feel like Jet's story is coming pretty full circle. Uh, like you kind of started to mention, there's a point in this episode where Jet tells Spike, go. Like, go do your thing. Mm -hmm. Who cares if it's the right or wrong thing to do? I see the passion in you. I see that you have this hole in your heart as long as I've known you. And we've seen Jet be a person to act similarly in earlier episodes when Mm -hmm. he's chased after his ex-loves and stuff. So I think it's a really full circle moment of Jet kind of throwing caution to the wind when it comes to Spike and, and maybe thinking more like, well, if you go off and you die well what would living have been if you had just stayed here and wondered what if the whole time all that and i feel like we might be building up to jet being one of the characters that doesn't make it next week i know you won't tell me Mm -hmm. but it's kind of got the you know the episode spoiler alert for breaking bad real quick uh the episode before he dies hank calls his wife and is like i love you so much baby and when something (laughs) like that happens in an episode you're like oh yeah they're dead in Mm -hmm. the next one so when jet gives that kind of speech and tells the story about waiting for death with an injury in the end of the i kind of think i my prediction is that jet's not going to make it to the (laughs) spinoff Well, and I was curious what your perception of that all would be because, you know, and I, I take a lot of, I think for a lot of the episode, Jet's telling Spike, don't do this. And mm-hmm. I think it's coming from a place of, I've just lost over half of the people that are in my life and I don't want to lose this one. But like you said, Jet kind of by the end is like, go, Spike. Like, especially when they're under attack. He doesn't want the two of them to sit around slurping down eggs, hanging out at the loser yeah. bar, talking about the women that fucked them over for the rest of their life. It's time to also have forward momentum like the other members of their team seem to. Well, and especially when Jet finds out that Julia's looking for him, too, I think that was especially kind of the the final straw where he's like, no, you got to go find her. Like, you actually have a chance to have not wasted hmm. everything. Because I'm sure Jet feels like he has, you know? His woman left and now is with some little boy, Mm-hmm. And, you know, some little baby, tiny some baby, baby boy. baby boy. Baby boy. And, and Jet's like, damn, I, I could have been that baby boy, you know? So he's going to let Spike be the baby boy. But, no, I get the vibes that where characters like Ayn, Ed, and Faye have some vague, like, oh, this is what they're going to do after all of this. Mm-hmm. They have other things to, to chase after. The characters of Spike and Jet... Mm-hmm. It's hard to see what's going to come for them on the other side of all this, if anything. I'm betting sure. probably nothing. It, it seems like the, the two men kind of agreeing that they're going on a dead man's journey a little yeah. bit. I also really like in this episode the meeting of Julia and Faye. I think it's a mm-hmm. fun little kind of badass chick moment where Faye's like, oh, these motherfuckers shot my ship. They're chasing this this broad... So she pulls out the gat and with some pinpoint accuracy. They do have that's probably the most fun popcorn satisfying moment mm-hmm. of action in the whole episode is their team up shooting out yeah. that car that they're in is beautiful and the action is intense and I really like that moment. I also like I guess that's a good segue to talk a little bit about Julia. We learn in this episode that she's much more a complicated figure. Now, since I'm filling in the gaps, it's been a while since we've watched those flashback mm-hmm. episodes, so I might be hazy on it a little bit, but I feel like they implied a lot that Julia was supposed to run away with Spike, but mm-hmm. left him for vicious romantically. Mm-hmm. Is that something that they kind of implied? Yeah, that's, that's But then this episode implied. doesn't, that's not the case, right? Yeah, it was more so. It's just that vicious has demanded. Away. That you're going to kill Spike or I'm going to kill both of you. Mm -hmm. So Julia dipped out. 
Well, and I'll say the timelines are also a little bit unclear intentionally with some of the Julia stuff. Like some of the scenes are very clearly a little bit older, but some that's true could be right now, could have been back in the day. That's true. They but we don't really know outside of the face stuff what is specifically right now. Yeah. Even does are you saying that that's true of the very end of the episode? Well, I mean, you don't know. The episode ends. Julia pulls out a gun, points it at Spike. Maybe she's gonna kill him so that she gets to live when Vicious takes control. It seems like that climactic ending that we're leading towards with the two characters, but because it's in that murky, hazy, mm-hmm. rainy, dreary thing we've seen in the past, I almost wonder if. This is a confrontation that they had before all of this that sent them their separate ways. I know you're not going to tell me, and I know that's probably not it, but I, I think it's fun to yeah. Think and about I think stuff a like good that. show makes you ask those questions when it has yeah. a cliffhanger. Some shows, it's like, oh, they've pointed a gun, and there was a shot that we heard at the end of the episode. You know that when the next episode starts, it was somebody else shooting the person mm-hmm. with a gun. You know. Well, we know that there's one more episode, mm-hmm. so we know that these things are huge, and characters are probably going to die in the next episode. Yeah. But we know that Spike's probably not going to die within the first 30 seconds of the yeah. next episode. <laughs> so I think he might get out of at least this jam. Mm-hmm. What do you want to talk about in this episode that we haven't? Is there anything that we get from Faye that's important to remember moving forward? Mostly that Faye is still looking for a place that she feels she's not a burden and that she belongs. I think that is the point of the old lady character is Faye is feeling... That's a pretty silly scene. That's one of those scenes yeah. that I think probably plays a little bit better in its original language mm-hmm. it because it, i feel like translated it comes off as very on the nose yeah and it's like why do we spend this extended 30 seconds with these with alfredo mm-hmm. and his, his missing mother <laughs> yeah i i think that you know it is very on the nose in english for sure i don't know enough japanese to know the direct meaning of what they actually say but i like that faye is feeling those things i think it makes sense that she is she yeah. feels like she doesn't belong right now because she knows that she should be old and with her classmates so that's why she doesn't want to go back to the bebop because she feels like well i'm just a burden there because they constantly tell her she is and she is she gets them in debt she fucks stuff up all the time and she tries to go solo busts up her ship and then comes back begging for help but i think she also knows that that is the closest thing to a home that she has had she knows that she's found a place life. there that even if it's not a permanent home they're going to welcome her in some yeah. regard when she comes through the door she Absolutely. has a place that she can go lay her head down and have some banter with some familiar people which is important but it's clear that it's not the family or the mm-hmm. sense of personal longing and reckoning that fay has she doesn't get that out of these people even yeah. if it is something special and important I like what they do with Faye in this episode, especially with how the last one kind of left it up in the air if we were going to mm-hmm. see more Faye. I kind of figured we would, but I liked the moment here where Spike calls Faye and is like, what are you doing? Come back. I need yeah. your help or whatever he says. And she's like, what do you mean? I don't know if I'm coming back. I'm not coming back this time. It's yeah. just the same as all the other times, right? Yeah. It seemed like this big, oh, she's really not coming back this time, but sure but she Spike's is. like, you get the fuck back here. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Since we're getting towards the end of the series, mm-hmm. I know that these are episodes that a lot of people talk about that they hold in high regards. What are some both musical beats in this episode that stand out? And I'd sure. also like to say, just like... 
you know how there are certain like stills of Cowboy Bebop that just have a certain mm-hmm. aura, a certain line, a certain feeling that they evoke. What are those moments and musical beats in this episode? Um, so musically, the episode starts with one of the there are a few vocal songs that are in English in the show. Right. Um, another one of those. Can't remember this one is called like Sing or Breathe or something like that. That one is is nice. My favorite musical moments in this episode. Probably second place one is I Love Waltz for ZZ. This is one of my favorite songs, mm-hmm. kind of the... And that's shown up a couple times, right? Yeah, that one's played a few times that's in the show. But when Jet's telling Spike that story about the man who, like, barely survived and then was, like, reflecting on his life because he was about to die, plays there, and I think it's a fitting song to play there. I'm glad you made me remember that moment because the line, and I'm going to butcher it, but the Jet has about... Uh, when you die, you often think of the past to remind yourself in that those like last couple moments mm-hmm. that you had ever lived at all. I thought that was a pretty profound thought. It yeah. definitely made me, yeah, like widen my eye and like mm-hmm. kind of think about that a yeah. different way for a moment. You know, because they always say like, your life flashes before your eyes. You know, I think that's a lot of like it does like that's pretty deep. Like you're literally grasping at like have I like lived a life that was worth living? Like, have I, have I made an impact? And whether I... you did or didn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't now. matter. Cause you're about yeah. to die. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so almost what's the point in like grasping for those, mm-hmm. those memories. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a thought provoking scene for sure. I know the last thought I'm going to have as I'm drifting off into oblivion is God damn it. We recorded a podcast. Steven better get it out on Monday <laughs> because this is going to get some clicks. Just wait till we do our in memoriam special. It'll never happen because you won't know how to upload it. Listen, that's <laughs> you could true. figure it out. You I'll could only put it, it on YouTube, <laughs> but not the show's YouTube. My Would old, anyone like, like to say a few words? Silence. <laughs> Uh, I have on the show today uh, Zach and I's senior year uh, ACP English teacher, Miss Thornburg. She's agreed to speak on his behalf. And she's like, <laughs> who is who? <laughs> who died? Joel McHale's not here. Didn't you fail my class, Steven? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, <laughs> big time. <laughs> yeah, we did. What do we want to talk about about this episode while we still got a few um, moments? Oh, my favorite musical moment. Episode. Oh, yeah, sure. It's a scene where it's so good, so good. So the bebop is like smoking going down. They're the ship's under attack from these syndicate people that followed Faye uh-huh. from the planet from wherever she was. And they're like, okay, Spike's here. We're fucking going to kill him. Take him out. So Spike is fighting these people. The ship's going down. Jet's like, Faye, like, you know, your ship's busted. You can't go. She's like, this shit's going down anyway. Like, that scene's happening. The vicious execution scene mm-hmm. where he, like, double, double, triple cross. Mick Deluxe is going on. And, mm-hmm. like, it's there's no, like, percussion. No, like, crazy shit. It's just a saxophone. And it's playing like really. I want to use the word heartful, but that's not the that not the right word. Soulful? But, it, but so, no. I, but I know. Yeah, I, I right? think I know like, what you're trying to say. It's not sad. It's not happy. But it's just emotional. Like you hear, it's 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 weighted. It sounds like the person playing could be in either of these moments, thinking this is mm. the last thing they're gonna do because this mm. could be the last moment for everybody that's on the screen. And Very it is for a lot of people that end up dying, right? And I think that the silence that you hear in between the gunshots and the saxophone 
is used very intelligently and I think the moments that are filled with noise are used really smartly. The dialogue fits in in between really well. Well, yeah, like, even in moments so bigger than that, all throughout the show and yeah. in this episode, the way that they use the sound of running water mm-hmm. or just the way that they use sound in general on the show. When they're having a conversation and the bartender is shaking the thing, there's always layered yeah. third dimensional sound going on. And, and you don't even get that, that on shows that are realism. made today with much bigger budgets. Like the, the attention to detail and just how this show sounds the way that when they're mm-hmm. in the hangar there's fucking reverb on everybody's voice because it's yeah. echoey and then when they're in like different rooms it doesn't like it's crazy who knew in the 90s that we'd be watching the show with headphones 25 yeah. years later but that it goes in and out from left to right that it's even like right and like to the back it's so direction. it's like quieter it's very great directional audio and i would say if you like this show and now I, I it makes me want to watch some of the original audio mm-hmm. to see what they do in that but and that makes me have a lot of respect for the people that do the dub that they this put a, a lot of effort dub. into it to have all that directional audio when it could have just been a cheap copy paste change the yeah. words I really like that. And if you haven't watched the show with some good headphones, I think you should because that's something I've enjoyed. I'll watch it on the TV, then you and I get together Mm -hmm. and watch it with headphones, and it's a totally different experience. Yeah, it's so so incredibly well done. I think I'm so sad that we're at the end, but I'm so excited to get to experience as much as I have with you already. I'm excited to experience the finale. Yeah, Yeah, this has been really fun. This has been cool. And, you know, my dick is hard, but I didn't get to finish this week. You know, it got me excited. I'm I really am anxious to know what's going to happen next week. I Mm -hmm. don't feel like we've watched and discussed a full episode. I feel like I just got like a little mouthful of the the (laughs) Yeah, when the like title card popped up halfway through the episode, I was like, what the fuck? You were like, like, the episode's halfway over? It's yeah, been two minutes, I was right? Pissed. Yeah. Well, I like that because it does allow for, I think light is the wrong way to put it, but it allows for you to really feel everything in mm-hmm. this episode before I'm assuming next week's episode won't have time for anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's smart to have kind of a slower, breathier episode. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to touch on before we give our captains this week Mm -hmm. um i just saw the movie bullet train today with i saw a lot of trailers for that and i was curious to how it would be bad bunnies in that bad bunny is that the cash me outside girl no that is (laughs) bad Bad bunnies the spanish language pop star guy right i've I've seen him on snl i didn't notice him in it or i guess maybe i probably just didn't know his hair was dark he had glasses like sunglasses on he was one of the bad guys i think i do remember who he i think i do know who Mm -hmm. he was What I'll say about it is that it's uh, an American movie that wants to evoke a lot of Japanese stuff. Oh, cool! And it, but it feels and it's gotten some, it's gotten some throwback for being kind of whitewashy. And it, the movie had its charms. It had its moments. I wasn't really that crazy about it. Didn't you give it a three and a half stars out of? out of four what I'm, it was fun it was a fun action movie but i like forget all of the details of it already also is um, the thing you use out of four stars is that the highest it's out of get? five out of five okay so i give it like a b b plus like it yeah. was fun but i don't think i'd watch it again and i don't mm. know uh but what it made me think of cowboy bebop and it made me appreciate it even more of how i don't know they tried to do some of the same tricks Mm-hmm. But it didn't work because I wasn't invested in the same way. Sure. Um, I don't really know how to how to put that any farther, but I, mm-hmm. I felt like a, a thing that was trying to copycat some. Sure. Some it was like, well, these things are and cool and people like. It didn't these, feel so too genuine in this movie. 
I'd be intrigued for you being pretty well versed into mm-hmm. Japanese pop culture to check it out and see if you like feel like it. it's like it's false or if it's mm-hmm. a, a cool thing. Is yeah. it too new to be on like a streaming like Amazon Prime or something? I went to see it in a the theater, but I think it's been out for a little while. Maybe okay. it is Maybe on its way. It I feel like Prime gets a lot of stuff that's still in theaters. Or HBO Max, yeah. place to be. Mm-hmm. Who's your captain of the Bebop this week? The penultimate captain. <sighs> this week's tough. But I think the person that showed the most captainly behavior was Jet this week. I kind of surprised myself with that. Mm -hmm. But I I think that this week I got to give it to Jet. I think that he was wise. He was emotional. He was raw. And he was real the whole episode. Like, he wasn't putting up a sigh. It was good. He showed without being in great, like, battle distress quite yet why Mm -hmm. he's the captain of the Bebop. He's got a level head. He can call the shots. He can see things from a perspective greater than his own. Mm -hmm. And he shows that in this episode. And I think it is a tough call because Spike has a great episode. Yeah. Uh, Faye has a great episode. episode. Even Vicious has a great episode. But I thought the same. I think it is. Honorable mention to Vicious because he's a fucking badass in this episode. Do you think that's the name that's on his birth certificate? Yeah. Do you think his parents were were like, like, that's going to be a bad guy? (laughs) That is a bad. Well, what was Spike's code name? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, like not Black Mamba. Talon that was something, something else, right? That was Kobe Bryant. <laughs> or Uma Thurman's character in Kill in Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. Well, with that, this has been. Uh, what did we say that we're calling the show now? Uh, um, the this has been the boat that rocks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Very excited to be back next time to talk about the series finale of the original run of Cowboy Bebop can't wait yeah thank you guys for straddling our ship for this long and we we can't wait to to let you down easy that asteroid belt yeah all right bye everybody bye thanks for listening support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast We're starting at $5 a month. You can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!